0: Hey, welcome to Charismatic Dirtbags, a podcast about rock stars. I am Ted Kluck, joined as always in studio by my co-hosts and co-dirtbags, Truman Forehand and David Alcazar. Boys, uh, we are deep into March Madness. We just did the 60s and 70s bracket. Uh, Today we're gonna be tackling the 1980s, iconic rock star decade. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I was a child in the 80s, so I was a sentient being. I experienced all this in real time. Uh, You guys have experienced it later. Uh, If you're new to the program, we are working through March Madness. We're doing a 64 rockstar bracket uh, to attempt to ascertain who the greatest rock star of all time is. Uh, We're taking regions as eras. Today we have the 80s region. And I'm gonna get right into it, boys, because we're a little squeezed for time. We got about a half hour, so let's do some uh foundational rock star work so starting with a uh an an early ostensibly easy matchup i've got michael jackson versus holland oates (laughs) we took holland oates as one we did this with a couple of people uh we made some exceptions i love holland oates i love the holland oates experience if their songs come on the radio i'm happy if it pops up in like an 80s mix i'm delighted but it's got to be michael jackson right the king of pop literally yeah Um, is there
1: anything to say yeah I
2: I think it's it's Michael Jackson yeah I I do love hollow notes like you said and I think like I don't know if you're you're driving around yeah and this may be somewhat counterintuitive because like you said he is the king of pop it's not like his music is like you know not accessible accessible yeah but I think if you're driving around hollow notes is probably the easier listen Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I, I I think this is Michael Jackson. I don't think there's any disagreement. Yeah, peace and love to Hall and
1: Oates. Yeah, their mustaches will live on.
0: Especially love. They wrote some some nice love songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I could I could easily, if we had an hour, I could talk myself into Hall and Oates. Yeah. But it's the king of pop, iconic. You know, we can we can name a dozen Michael Jackson songs that we love. We remember the Super Bowl halftime, the Bills Cowboys, uh, iconic, the the holograms of Michael Jackson. Um, just a an all-time stud. What a great rock star. Uh, all right. Another early high-seed, low-seed matchup. We got Bruce Springsteen, the boss, versus the 1980s hipster title belt holder, Tom Waits. Um, Waits has had a nice career. He's in the Jim Jarmusch movie, like, twilight of his career at this moment. But uh, I've got Springsteen. I don't think it's close. I even think... Springsteen is out hipstering Tom Waits in the third act of his career. Um, The hipster community has kind of talked itself into Bruce Springsteen of late. I just think this is a a romp, but who do you guys have?
2: I have Springsteen. I think, first of all, if we're just talking, (laughs) how iconic is he? Springsteen's more iconic. I I don't don't think there's necessarily a dispute about that. Yeah. Um, I would also say if if we're doing sort of, hipster, you know, confrontational, things like that. I think Bruce Springsteen is probably more of those things that people give him credit for just because yeah. he did pitch himself as sort of this blue-collar representative. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, something like Born in the USA, you know, th- that was a protest song, right? Yeah, it was a
0: commentary, but people took it as a a piece of an Americana. Anthem. Yeah, an yeah. anthem. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think he's more of those things than he gets credit for. I don't know. He's Springsteen.
0: He's Springsteen. Alcazar? I think... Defend Tom Waits's honor. I'm going to defend Tom. Someone Waits. slapped you across the face with a white glove. De- defend the hipster community.
1: I'm going to vote for, <laughs> for Springsteen. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm going to say us voting for Springsteen is what Tom Waits would want. Mm. I think Waits. That's that's good. That's think, well said. I think Waits hears that. <laughs> I think if Waits heard that someone voted um, Springsteen or someone else higher than him, mm. he would. He kind of likes the idea that he's not the most famous guy. Yeah. I think he, he, he drags his yeah. cigarette and goes back to the bar.
0: Yeah, you hang your hat on not being the most famous guy for your Tom Watson.
1: Uh, I think he likes the fact that he's not ultra yeah. famous. I yeah. think he likes that he can play bars and smoke cigarettes and Yeah, you know, walk scenes. into the
0: dive bar and you're not getting mobbed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love um,
1: it. So he's he's really cool. I think he's a kind of one of the cooler side characters of rock and roll. Yeah. And that he's not huge. But he anytime he shows up in anything a Jim Jarmusch movie using licorice pizza a few yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fun. It's
1: like oh, it's, it's Tom it's Waits. It's so
0: fun. Yeah. yeah, it's Tom Waits.
1: Um so he doesn't have to win I think to have uh,
0: the cachet that he needs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Freddie Mercury versus Stevie Wonder. Ooh. I know, dude. We're getting we're getting frisky here, right in the right in the first wave of matchups. Freddie- I think
1: I'm going to I'm going to go Freddie Mercury. Um But I think I have a strong connection to Queen because I grew up listening to Queen. Yeah. Um, And I think... I think you can argue that Wonder's artistry is maybe a bit better. Mm -hmm. But I think performance-wise, rock star-wise... Yeah. Freddie Mercury. Hard to argue with. Dude.
0: Stadiums. Yeah. Stadiums for a long time.
1: And could control them effortlessly. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: They hung on his every movement. Yeah.
0: That's easy. It's Freddie Mercury...
2: I mean, you have the iconic, what was it, Live Aid performance, where it mm-hmm. looks like the whole world is there. Yeah. You know, like, that. that is that is unique to a, a very small handful, if that, of the artists that we'll talk about in this exercise.
0: That whole experience, like Live Aid, We Are The World, that was very 80s. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed those, those types of things in the 80s very much. Uh, speaking of Live Aid, next matchup, Elton John versus Willie Nelson.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Both great rock stars, albeit very different.
1: So I think we should talk about Elton John for a second. I don't yeah. know, I, I honestly don't know who I'm voting for, which I'm Kay. surprised yeah, to say. That's surprising. I, I Feel like yeah. Elton John should be a walk in the park, I here, do too. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doubting myself.
0: This is like Duke versus Radford in the first round. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I think one of the coolest things about Elton John is that he's one of the most flamboyant gay rock stars ever. And somehow mm-hmm. like the, the sh- most conservative Christian community yeah. in the South. Straight people him. adore
0: him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is, that's kind of a transcendently beautiful. Thing if we had a like a, a, a
0: most beloved gay guy bracket, he would win that in a walk probably.
1: But it's, yeah. you've yeah. got to be that <laughs> good. To, yeah, you do. To conquer the homophobia.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do. And he has done that. So shout out Elton John for that. Um, I've got Elton. It's, it's not close for me. Um, I don't know if somebody wants to make a Willie Nelson argument, really, or they're, no. But. I don't
2: know. I, I feel like I'm expected to make the Willie Nelson argument as, like, I guess, probably the only real country guy here in terms yeah. of music taste. I feel
0: like you stood on the table for him initially. Um,
2: I stood on the table for him being here, and were yeah. his matchup different, I might do it again. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I kind of agree with Elton John, just yeah. in terms of iconic rock stars. I think we owe it to Willie Nelson to talk about him. Um, he's one of the iconic american figures yeah you're right um he's probably the greatest stoner of all time or at least top five he's on the mount rushmore of the greatest he, he stoner's to duke it out exactly who's well, on the
0: stoner me. rushmore real quick let's do a bob dylan or not bob dylan uh bob marley <laughs> yeah well, uh, marley Bo- marley snoop uh, willie uh, nelson. nelson who's fourth seth rogan <laughs> yeah seth Rogen. yeah maybe. yeah
2: to to the Snoop versus Willie point though, Snoop uh-huh. Dogg did say in an interview that Willie Nelson is the only person who has ever outsmoked him.
0: Are we allowed to talk about this on a kind of <laughs> university adjacent podcast? I don't know. I'm getting uncomfortable. Let's. Uh,
2: we're not condoning it. We're just yeah uh, recognizing. We're it. just stating
0: <laughs> stating some things that it are happened. True. Yeah, it happened.
2: Willie Nelson is the real life the dude, sort of a little bit.
0: You know what? You're not wrong, and that's that's good. Willie Nelson, shout out Willie. Nelson family, he made the tournament, he gets a t-shirt, gets the backpack. Um, he's, had, too, he's too stoned to even know he's here. too stoned to even know <laughs> that he lost by 35 in round one to He also doesn't
2: care
1: that he did.
0: He doesn't care. Yeah, exactly.
1: I want to vote for Willie Nelson, but I'm not because it's, it's Elton John. It's Elton
0: John. But this would be cool. This next matchup is really interesting, you guys. Um, I will say in the 80s, one of the first bands, one of the first rock bands that I really fell in love with, and I like them to this day, was Van Halen. Oh, yeah. I love their sound. I love their big, high-gloss, anthemic approach to rock music. Um, this category, we've got Eddie Van Halen, erstwhile Van Halen guitarist, versus Robert Smith, kind of the poster child for like Mope Rock. Um, so we got Mope Rock icon, guitar icon. Who you got? I have Eddie Van Halen.
1: I'm going Robert Smith, man. It's, yeah. I'm a. I was raised by a a dad who absolutely. Love the Cure, mm-hmm. and still we even within the last decade yeah. has gone to Cure shows. Yeah, so I have that kind of connection to it. But also, I feel like on on several levels, Robert Smith I think might have more durability as a rock star. Mm. I, I think Eddie Van Halen is a product of the '80s, and he's mm. very firmly planted in that decade. Eddie That's is, very he's, true. He's incredible. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's very true.
1: Where I think Robert Smith is kind of elusive in that way.
0: Yeah, you got to 1992 and the Van Halen thing was kind of over. And they put out records after that, but it wasn't the same. They were kind of doing Van Halen karaoke. You you might be changing my mind here.
1: Robert, and I think I'm going to keep an open mind he, about it. I think yeah. Robert Smith he he really did embrace the idea that he was just going to be a weird dude on stage. Yeah. Just really weird. Also, and make I think weird music. I think,
0: I think Robert Smith influenced more kids. Yeah. Like the Robert Smith aesthetic, it became an aesthetic that endures to this day. Oh, like yeah. you, can, you can walk through any college campus in the country and find a half dozen kids who are trying to look like Robert Smith. Yeah. Um, whereas the Van Halen thing, to your point, was very contained to a time and a place. Trudes, any thoughts on this one?
2: I think that's a fair metric. I think saying like, to what degree have people imitated them? Mm-hmm. And, you know, to some extent, by the nature of being on the list, everybody on the list has imitators. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Robert Smith is a more iconic persona. He's a more iconic look. Uh, I think he has more staying power, like David said. Yeah. Um, Van Halen, you know, I, I I think they made great music, but I don't think any, anybody really wants to be Eddie Van Halen. And mm-hmm. similar to what we've said with a couple of other bands, Beach Boys, Beatles, Van Halen is more so something you take as a whole. Yeah then you're taking maybe just Eddie Van, Eddie Van Halen.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Um, I'm comfortable going Robert Smith. Let's do it. I can live with it. And as much as I love Van Halen, they provided some of the the great moments of my childhood music experience. I You guys make compelling arguments. Now, this next one I'm standing on the table for. Uh, we got Axel Rose versus Debbie Harry. I'm going Axel. Um... Appetite for Destruction came out in the late 1980s. Top to bottom, that record absolutely killed, dude. It absolutely ripped. It went hard. It's listened to to this day. You can't go to a sporting event without somebody playing Welcome to the Jungle. Um, Early career Axel was a great rock star. The bandana, the swaying, the weird look. Being, like, an actual, like, Indiana dirtbag, which I am as well. Like, there's a soft spot in my heart for Axel Rose. I'm going Axel. Your thoughts. No disrespect to Debbie Harry. Of course. Yeah.
1: I think I'm going Debbie Harry, though. Okay. Um, Talk about it. I think Debbie Harry kind of created this very... It's like she was, like... I don't know how to describe it other than just, like she was really hot, but she wasn't a pop star necessarily. She wasn't just like,
0: she wasn't packaged. This was an important thing in the eighties. And actually it was, it was kind of, I don't want to say expanded upon, but like it was done also by somebody like Joan Jett. Yeah. Who, yeah, made serious like rock music while also being hot. Also heart. So yeah, the Debbie Harry influence is actually really important. Truths. Uh,
2: Okay. For me, in most ways, this is very close, and the only thing that, for me, is a tiebreaker is, I'm gonna go, Axl Rose, by virtue of I think like, I don't, one of the transcendent voices mm. of of music and of rock music.
0: Yeah, that that was a good battle. Debbie Harry acquitted herself really well, uh, but Axl advances. This next one is fascinating, boys. Um it's Whitney Houston versus Sting. <laughs> and I actually have like I have affinities in both camps, but I'm going Whitney Houston for the following reason. Uh one of the great vocalists of all time, right? She's on the rushmore of great voices, I think. Um she was in one of the great crappy movies of of all time in The Bodyguard with Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. Super fun kind of 90 minutes of movie. Uh, Whitney Houston, one of the great Super Bowl halftimes of all time. Um, One of the great Olympic anthems of all time. Like, she just touched so many bases in pop culture. I gotta give it to Whitney. But Sting was and is like a really interesting rock star. Do you guys have thoughts on either figure?
2: I think... Sting's place in sort of like the, the rock star persona I don't know graph or, or archetype or, or whatever we're gonna call it is interesting because I, I do think he has like he has all the qualities yeah but I think he has all of them to a lesser degree than some of the other people on this list yeah like I think there are other people who've done Sting's archetype better than Sting
0: yeah like who but I'm, I, I agree I'm just curious
2: that's tough because it, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the archetypes I would say specifically of the '80s, right? Is you've yeah. got you've got this sort of like blend of sincerity and showmanship.
0: Yeah, and he's doing love songs. He's doing fields of gold. Yeah, you know, kind of the he exists in that, and this is going to sound like an aspersion. It's not, but he sort of exists in that like Michael Bolton space yeah, a little exactly. bit. Yeah. Um,
2: and I think you could say they're not they're not really truly similar. Yeah, and I don't even know if either these other two guys are even on this list, but I think you could say that Michael Bolton and Phil Collins kind of did what Sting did. Yeah. And I think they might be a little bit more iconic, if, even if they're maybe less of a rock star per se.
0: I'm glad you mentioned Phil Collins. It's probably kind of criminal that he's not on this list. The 80s was a hard... It was a tough whittle down. And I want to do like 30 seconds of honorable mention. We had uh, Phil Collins, um, Genesis drummer kind of the drummer frontman archetype um kind of the interesting boring archetype uh I don't know but he he didn't make the cut he's he's honorable mention Steven Tyler was honorable mention I think we all three agreed that we hate Aerosmith's music and we're <laughs> bored to death with it but he was a big rock star so he gets a he gets a little shout out here this one was tough dude having to cut Huey Lewis that was like having to cut the 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 running back that's been with your team like two years too long, like late career Steven Jackson, you know, like you love him. He's he's given, he's gone to battle for you for a decade plus, but you got to cut him. That's how I felt cutting Huey Lewis, but he gets an honorable mention. Um, And in fact, as I look at this next matchup, um, Huey Lewis probably could have replaced Ozzy Osbourne, but Ozzy Osbourne was emblematic of a certain kind of metal thing and he had the he had the reality show later on. He was a big rock star. So I've got Ozzy versus David Bowie. It's gotta be Bowie, right? Yeah, it's Bowie. We could we can we can just do a quick one yeah, It's, it's Bowie. Bowie. I think that's yeah. that's easy. Yeah, Ozzy kind of a he was kind of doing a he was doing a bit on being a rock star. He was kind of the first one to do like ridiculous Satanism as a as a trope, you know, like um, just kind of doing lurid things on stage that were dumb and, and getting attention for it. But, uh, all right, let's 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 move quickly. I've got 15 minutes on the nose. Um, let's go Springsteen versus Freddie Mercury. Tough one. They're getting hard. They, they always do in this round.
2: I think it's Freddie Mercury. I think as a rock
1: star, I think it's Mercury. I like oh, yeah. Springsteen.
0: Gosh, you guys, He's this He's all hurts. American. He's all American. I know, and the 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 New, the New Jersey thing, the blue collar thing. The I, I think living through the '80s, I'm just going to make the argument briefly for Springsteen, but I'm comfortable with, with Mercury if that's where we need to go. You guys have no idea how huge that record was. Yeah. the The Born in the USA Springsteen. I think it came out in 1984. It was smack in the middle of Ronald Reagan. It was, yeah, largely misunderstood and misinterpreted, but it was massive. And he was massive. And then he had these like interesting second and third acts where he popped up in the mid-90s on the Jerry Maguire soundtrack that kind of launched the more kind of thoughtful love song era of the Springsteen experience. And then you've got the Springsteen of now who's kind of rock elder statesman, you know? And he's a good ambassador for the business. Um, I'm going Springsteen, but if, if you guys are both going Mercury, then I've been outvoted.
2: I think counterintuitively, uh-huh. I think the fact, or, or ironically, I guess might be a better word. I think ironically, the fact that Springsteen is a good ambassador for the business works against
0: him. Yeah. Because I don't think that's a rock you're probably star right. Yeah, you're probably right.
2: And I think Freddie Mercury takes it from me on the fact that if you walked up to a random person on the street and said, rock star, and then just did word association, I think Freddie Mercury comes up first.
0: Dude, we're going to have gay guy versus gay guy in the next round. So, we, we've got Freddie Mercury here advancing. Um, our next one is Elton John versus Robert Smith. I think it's Elton John. I think um, it's Robert Smith. Oh, man. make All right. Do it I real think, briefly. I, think, yeah. um, uh,
1: I know you got to go, but I, <laughs> yeah, think, no. I think Robert Smith, <laughs> I think he's more... I think Elton John is a great rock star. Mm-hmm. But... It, at the same time and maybe this is just because I'm young yeah I just don't feel as if he's kind of the lasting power of mm-hmm. his kind of persona
0: uh-huh
1: I don't feel like it's there yeah I feel like he is kind of an archetype of an archetype he's, mm. he's kind of he was kind of doing an Elvis thing yeah Whenever, even when he was huge, almost with the—I don't know. I, I feel like he was with the like yeah. the, the like di- the studded outfits.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe like a little Elvis, a little Liberace. I don't know. But uh, I, I don't. For me, I give this. I, I have to shout out my Aunt Linda. Um She lives in Chicago. She's a great rock music fan. She goes to shows. Like, she's in her seventies now. She goes to see the Who. She goes to see Elton John. Elton John's still filling stadiums, dude. He's playing stadiums in yeah. his 70s and he and he in and, you know, he's engaging these different types of people across generations. The songs are iconic. For me it's for me it's Elton, but uh but I, but I hear what you're saying. I do.
1: I think one last thing on on Robert Smith is I think I feel like he's still like 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 Elton John's doing the Graham Norton show now. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. Elton yeah. John. No, no, no. Robert Smith even last week was yeah. getting in spats with Ticketmaster. Yeah. About about how they were like he put his tickets ridiculously low and then yeah, they yeah. jack the price. I up. do like that. We'll and get into
0: some Ticketmaster stuff in the '90s. Oh but, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah.
1: But he's he's still kind of a he feels like still he's still a rock star. Whereas Elton John feels like a celebrity now.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Truths provide some insight here. Alcazar and I are at war. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think nearly as bad as that Dylan (laughs) Dude, that Dylan, yeah, cash thing. We're all gonna need to see a counselor about that. (laughs) You know, each for our different reasons.
2: (laughs) Um this is tough for me to be honest. I don't I don't know exactly where I come down. I think I'm gonna give it to Elton John slightly based on the fact that I think he's a different archetype Mm -hmm. than what for the most part we have here. Like, Robert Smith, I'm not saying... It, Robert Smith is not, is not cliché, certainly, by any means. And he, he very much created what he was. But at the same time, Robert Smith is closer to what we think of as, like, the mold. Yeah. Whereas Elton John was different. And I think that's in spite of the fact that, you know, I think David does make a good point in saying that some of the imagery is the same as Elvis. But also, it's, it's very different. He's doing it differently. Yeah. Um, it's flashy, but it's flashy in a different way. And to revisit, you know, sort of what we said earlier... I think the sheer level of like transcendently talented and charismatic and compelling you have to be to overcome like 70s and 80s homophobia to reach the level of iconic that he did at that time. I, I give it to Elton John. Okay. I'm comfortable with Elton
1: John. I will uh-huh. say I don't know if I agree with the kind of look thing because I feel like Robert Smith really defined... He totally, did define a look a totally new and unique look for a rock star.
0: Here, here's what so. wins it for Elton for me and this is, this is a nuanced thing and it's cl- it's, cl- it's very close. For me, it's that I don't think you can build a decades long stadium tour type career on just being sad. And <laughs> Robert Smith is the he he holds the sad guy title belt for sure, but I think I think Elton John transcends it. But it's very close. All right, let's do Axel Rose versus Whitney Houston, who we got? Whoa. this one's tough for me. Those are two like near and dear ones.
1: I'm gonna need you to convince me on Axel Rose because I'm not really experienced with him. So yeah, so I don't want to do a disservice to him. Yeah. my immediate reaction is Whitney Houston.
0: minus two on this one. so I I, I, I don't think I'm standing on the table for Axel and let's not make it hard. Let's just say Whitney. you know, Axel to me. He had the one massive record, he had a couple other records that got close, some big iconic songs, he was a great rock star for his time, but similar to your Van Halen argument, and, and this could be said of Whitney Houston too, I mean he lived He lived in a time and place, but the Whitney experience I think transcends it. I'm giving it to her. All right, um, tough one here, I know I'm saying that for all of these. David Bowie versus Michael Jackson. This is a tough deal. <laughs> I know, dude. I know, and let me let me
1: start off with an argument for Bowie, and then okay. we can kind of go from there. Because I, yeah. I don't even know if I'm fully voting for Bowie. I
0: might be leaning Bowie myself. So yeah, go for it. I
1: think Bowie. I think, and this is not a disservice to Michael Jackson by yeah. any means. Jackson had a I feel like Jackson really only had one really iconic kind of vibe going yeah some of the early career stuff yeah yeah no you're right but once he kind of came into form he was Michael Jackson yes whereas what's so cool about David Bowie is how elusive he is and he kind of created multiple personas that were almost equally iconic
0: which I think is so fun and so rock star yeah yeah
1: Um, Because you had the whole Ziggy Stardust thing where he was like Mm -hmm. doing makeup every performance, and then he's and
0: he kind of started that. Yeah, he started the androgynous '80s, you know, kind of experience. I think it's Bowie. Truths, do you have strong Michael Jackson feelings?
2: No, I think it's Bowie, and I think this is going to sound a little bit counterintuitive at first. But despite how big Michael Jackson was and is, I think if you are strictly saying which one is cooler. Yeah, I think it's still David Bowie. Even though Michael Jackson was was the the king of pop and at one point yeah. maybe the most famous person in the world, if if you stripped away you know the imagery, if you stripped away the showmanship, the person, yeah, Bowie was cooler.
0: Yeah, you're right. As far as yeah. rock star coolness, he was cooler. Yeah. No, we're in agreement. I'm glad that 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 was easier than I thought it would be. Uh, all right, gay guy bracket. Elton John versus Freddie Mercury, let's litigate it. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it goes Mercury. I think it's Freddie Mercury. I think he's performance-wise, he's just got the bravado that Elton John lacks just a little bit. Um, I think. Sure, Elton John is still alive and playing stadiums. Yeah, but I, I'm telling you, if Mercury was still around, he'd be. Oh, no, he'd be bringing too. it. He'd
0: be bringing it. Yeah, yeah for sure.
2: Yeah. Mercury has every bit as much like iconic music, I think, probably as Elton John does. He certainly was every bit the performer, if not more than Elton John was. Mm-hmm. And Mercury had that edge to him. that yeah. you know, This is a point David made earlier. Mercury had that edge to him that Elton John doesn't.
0: You're right. No, I'm comfortable with it. All right. I think this is where Whitney Houston goes home. We got Whitney Houston versus David Bowie. It's Bowie. It's Bowie. It's Bowie. It's, Bowie.
2: it's Bowie. going to be hard for anyone to be Bowie. Yeah. Although I, I will say, in reference to something I said earlier, I, I yeah. voted I voted Axel in his first round because he's one of the voices. Yeah. I think we have to recognize that Whitney Houston is one of the voices. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the
0: iconic voices. If you're in the car or you're at like a skating rink or you're at somebody's wedding and they play a Whitney Houston song, you're enjoying it. You're singing along, you're enjoying it. And that's actually something, well, Bowie has a few like that too. Yeah. Yeah, Starman comes on. Yeah, Starman comes on. It's in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. You're you're singing along. Uh all right. We got our last matchup, boys. Uh, as we whittle down to another final four member, we've got David David Bowie versus Freddie Mercury. We have 4 minutes to do it. Who you got?
1: For me, it's got to be Bowie. I think on an artistry level, yeah. On a on an easy just cool yes. level. Yes on a persona level, yes. I think he smokes Mercury. And I think he smokes almost anyone. He so, smokes anybody in this category. Yeah. I've got
0: Bowie too.
2: Yeah. I think it's Bowie. Okay. I think he has I think he has more better songs and more original artistry. And again, he's just cooler. Like yeah. it's gonna be hard for somebody to be cooler than David Bowie, I think. Even when Bowie was older, yeah. He just had this cool vibe. Yeah. He would show up in a Christopher Nolan movie. Totally. And you just Dude. loved him. Walk in and judge the runway, uh yeah, the contest in in Zoolander. Zoolander? <laughs> yes,
0: yes, like rock star, famous person juice for for decades. People are going to be referencing David Bowie in thirty years, and if the Queen movie hadn't come out a couple years ago, nobody would be talking about Queen. Um, it's just true. I mean, and that's no disrespect to anyone, but all right, boys, we've got David Bowie in the final four. We got Jimi Hendrix in the final four. We're gonna litigate the 90s and the and the 2000s uh, in later episodes. Episodes, and we will see you next time.